They call me Big L.A. Big Silly. Big Money. Big Billy. When I'm sliding in the mall and you hear me. Hop and slice some of these bars so you feel me. Let me rip it up for cuz in the back. Let me rip it, get a buzz in your hat. I'ma tell you how to cause an attack. Timberland ladies love on the track. Love to get the ice pop champagne. Don't forget I used to ride on the train. When I pop it right, call my name. Go crazy in the mall with James. What's up, you guys? It's another episode of the Man in His Podcast, the return episode of the Man in His Podcast in the first episode of 2022. Uh, we have a very special guest, Deadlock Pro Wrestling Superstar. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Mikey Baker. I am the guy with the bucket hat. I have a friend named Charles Fuller. We're from a tag team called Inkwits. So check it. 
I can't wait for this. I'm excited. Dude, I it's funny. I've been meaning to like have you on. Like we were talking about that before we recorded. Like this is like something that's been in the works for a minute. It's just stuff popped up and all that. And then I finally just pulled the trigger and you were you were telling me that uh Jody was telling you about it and all that. And that's cool. Like and like you getting like excited for it, that makes me excited because I love it whenever so, the guests are when the guests so, like, start hyping like, the episode up. So this is like my second ever podcast I ever did in my like my wrestling career. The thing about it is oh. I feel like I've never get I've never get like a lot of opportunities to talk in the podcast or anything. And I feel like a lot of people don't even like know me or understand who I am. So like I always say podcasts are the best place to start out, man. You know what I mean? Appreciate you making like to be on the show, man. I'm super excited. No, absolutely. I love it when I, I love hearing that because like I'll have like I'll see some people when they're a guest on a podcast and they just like post a graphic for it or whatever. Like you've been hyping it up, you've been sharing it, been talking about how you're excited, and that's just that's tight. Like that's that's just good energy, I guess. Uh yes. well, one, thing I like to off, one thing I like to give off is positive energy and being happy and like, you know, that's just me as a person, man. <laughs> so I have one question. I mentioned Jody earlier, and he asked a question, and he said, can you get him a girlfriend? Who, me? Yeah, Jody wants to know if you can get him a girlfriend. See, Jody, Jody, Jody. I'm good for Jody. See, I don't know if anyone listen to me or hear me out, but Jody's a very nice guy, pretty hair, nice beard, got glasses. I'm telling you this right now. If you go to Vegas, he will show you a good time, man. So any, I'm going to say anybody, any woman out there that wants to have fun, a beautiful guy, a beautiful human being, Jody's your guy. I'm going to say, I'll be honest with you. Was, okay, I got a great story about Jody, man. So I went down to Vegas in um, last year, or like April, I want to say. It's not the WrestleMania episode. My, my brain is all bad with that. I remember getting to. I remember getting there. And I'm sitting there chilling by myself at the office oh, in the airport. Jody hits me up. And was like, "Yo, man, who you at?" I said, uh, "I'm at the airport right now." All right. Well, here's your cat. What's your cash at? Uh, send him my cash at. He buys me an Uber. First thing we get to is a bar. I'm like, "Oh, well, I thought I was gonna go to my hotel room at first and like you know get myself together." Jody's like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna take you out here. I want you to see the sights." He takes me out there. We go to this crazy bar. It's like this bar is like legit like a piano bar, dude. It's like they play music and stuff. Like you put anything you put in there, you can tell yo, play that um, you know, that Cardi B song. They give him like 20 bucks. This dude will play the beat and start singing a song on the piano, dude. I'm just saying, that's sick. It is, man. And like I'm just saying, any lady does not like to see any song, listen to piano music with a guy named Jody. Look like look his beautiful hair and his beautiful beard. I'm just saying, yeah, I love. <laughs> I am super stoked. I get to meet Jody for the first time in like two weeks because I'm flying out to New Jersey for a wrestlers uh wrestlers lab show that he's on. And like oh, I yeah. am so pumped just to just to meet him. That's gonna be sick just to meet him because like Jody man. is the man. Man, you gotta meet you gotta meet Laz and Sandra. And Adriel too, man. Those all they all them together are the best, man. My favorite. I'll be honest with you. Not to tell me funny. Out of all of them, the one I see the top to is Laz. Laz is a beautiful human being, man. 
that's what I've heard from that's what I've heard from everybody like anybody I talk to about Lance they all tell me that he is just like one of the nicest people ever and like he just he's not active on social media that much every now and then I'll get a notification that he retweeted something of mine but other than that I don't see him but he's I'm excited to meet him too I'm actually sponsoring him it's my first time sponsoring someone so that's gonna be tied too Heck yeah, man. You, trust me, Laz is a great dude. Um, the first time I met him, I did, I just, I just, I knew from like the paradigm stuff. You know, he's doing a little um, no hook thing. I was watching one day. I was texting Joey. He's like, "Yo, this dude's awesome." So I saw him in the locker room. I just kept messing with him. This dude, like, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I think I walked up to him. He'd be like, "Yo, I know what you did last summer." He looked at me like, "What?" I'm like, "You know." He just looks at me like, "Okay," walks away. Then, like, I see him again after this match. Like, hey, man, good match. I give him a hug, and I whisper in the ear again. Oh, you last summer. So he's like, okay. And then, so I go after I go after my match. I go in my match. I do good. He's in the crowd. just sitting there chilling. And I dap him. He had his hand in the dap up. He pulls me in, whispers me in. I'm like, yeah, I know what you did last summer, too. And I was like, oh, no. And I ran off into the back. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. No, I'm excited to meet all of them. Like, that's where TB is. I've been saying this. Like, if I ever run a show, like, I doubt it'll ever happen. But if I ever run a show, I want it to be just an S4TB, like, showcase. Rather it be, like, uh, running the gauntlet of factions or having them all be in singles matches. Like, they're, they're, they have very bright futures. Like, and what they're doing for Vegas is tight. I love what they're doing I for Vegas. I love, it. I love everything about them. I love about the whole group right there, man. Just know if you ever do that in Sandra one on one, by the way, we got some beefy on there. Oh, we don't got beef. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned DPW earlier. How was that to be like on like one of the biggest, like hottest rising promotions? Only one of our uh, one tapings in set of tapings, I should say. In how does it feel though, like being showcased, like having them reach out to you? First thing first, um, I want to say about DPW. First thing first, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity again. Like, you understand? Um, I want to say this first thing first again with it. Um, so at first, um, Josh was the one that hit me up about them, about talking to me about them, and um, Josh. Everybody knows Josh is like my really good close friend, and um, he was saying that DPW was looking was looking for some, was looking for some people, you know, looking for like you know. A couple of like, people that wasn't like you know mentioned a lot and Fuller and like I said again Fuller legit hit me up at no like twelve o'clock that night and was like yo man we need to talk and we sat there and talked like for like twenty minutes straight man and he was like look I believe in you you believe in me let's just let's go out let's go to DPW and give it our best and as it as it goes on I went there with my father like a smile on my face and scared of everything I want. Um, now with the whole like takings and stuff about DPW, I love it, man. Everybody in there, nice, nice locker room, nice promoters. Everybody in there is so nice, man. Um, the crowd, the crowd is one. I'll be honest with you, I've been doing this since I was seventeen years old. That crowd is probably the craziest crowd I've performed in front of like in a long time. Man. That crowd from uh, the two events I've seen on YouTube, the two uh, uh, episodes of Fire. I've seen that crowd is quite literally on fire. Like that crowd is energetic. I love it. It's, 
I say yes, me. I'm not trying to like you know boost anything up about it, but I say that crowd right there has been like I don't know because they probably because of the pandemic and all that stuff, but that crowd right there was just so much energy. Like I've never been there in the crowd. I've never been inside like in a ring, and every time I get in there, it's making noise a little bit. The crowd's making noise with me, and like that 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 thing as like a as like a professional makes you feel something different, man, you know? It's like that excitement you get. You know, you ever say, think this, what's one of your favorite things in the world you like doing? Say what? What's your favorite thing you like doing in the world? Probably podcasting, for real. Podcasting okay. or working out. Okay, I got this. Okay, yes, perfect. I like working out, too. So what's your highest max? What's your max on the bench? Bench, I think I got 205 up the last time I PR'd. Okay, think about, imagine this. You're in a stadium, right? It's just you, a bench, and a dude to help you, full crowd of people. And like in there, as, they, as you're going in, you get the dude saying your name, and they get the crowds like going crazy saying, let's go, let's go. And like you got that 205, you got that 205 on that bench, but you got it down to your chest, and you driving up. And that, you know, every time you're driving up, that crowd is going nuts right there. How's that making you feel, man? That makes you feel more excited. Makes you feel more energetic. Make you want to just jump out your skin and be like, yo, let's go. It's not fun, man. That's how I felt at DPW in that, in that tag match right there. I have never felt that like in a long time, man. Like, that's exciting. That tag match was amazing. I loved that tag match. You all, all four of you show it out in that match. I loved it. I loved it too, man. Like, that dude's still a piece of shit and I'm trying to like slap him in the face and I'm still want to fight him but uh, you know but it's all together though that, that show that tag match was pretty was pretty fun and a beautiful moment man. Like, I, that tag match was beautiful so how did it feel when you and Josh were in the ring and Chris Danger came out because that's somebody that I've like whenever I heard that he was going to be in DPW I was ecstatic because I've been watching him since like 2013 or 14 or something like that and then for him to come out, I thought he 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 pulled a double cross on y'all. I thought I thought he was about to put you under his wings, and then he stabbed you in the back. So fun fact about this: if you are if you rewatch the match, if you rewatch the show back before Chris Danger comes back, and you see me walk over to Josh, and you see me whisper in Josh's ear. So the fun fact about this is this: so um, like I said again, like. I grew up in the, my dad, my father was in the military, so I didn't have a lot of like, you know, Wi-Fi and all that stuff to get on the internet and all that. Because it, it was just a different time for me because I was more worried about trying to get sports. And you, you get what I'm saying, right? I didn't, so I walk up to Josh and I whisper in the air and I said, yo, who that? <laughs> and Phil was like, dude, that's probably the biggest dude in this, in this whole, like, in this whole, whole place. I was like, oh, he has some nice Jordans, though. <laughs> Jordans. What are you looking at his Jordans for? I'm like, dude, the jacket, the Jordans? Come on, man. And he looks at me, just chill out. And then I, I, the worst thing about it was this. So I, I go get the, so you see me hand him a, so in there, I don't know if you can see it. I hand him a piece, I hand him like a napkin of some sort from some fan to wipe his face off. And I whisper, I say, hi, I don't know who you are, but here you go, sir. I got some respect for you. Look at me. Thanks, kid. Wipe his face off and hand it to you. I was like, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> that's funny because like it's it's it it, uh, it does seem like it's 
a mix of your reaction and then my reaction. Like, I was like, oh, shit, Chris Danger. And then there's you like, oh, those are some nice shoes. Like, so, like, think about me. I love Jordans, bro. Like, my favorite Jordans of all time had to be the, had to be the um, Jordan North Carolina Blues. And I don't care about Jordan. Uh, Jordan, I want to say, 11 snake skins. So, trust me, I love Jordans. Like, when he came out with Jordans, and it's so, it's so like for me to get popped and they make me go get excited. The little things excite me so much, like Jordans, the dude's jacket, dog. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm gonna start sitting that jacket all day. I'm like, yo, dog, let me trade you this piece of for that jacket. And like, no, I'm like, okay. Next minute, I'll come back over to check it, dude. I know you, I know you said no to a piece of the check it. I'll trade you Josh for the jacket. <laughs> and and that's he still a- said no. That's a high bribe. That's a high bribe. Dog, I was trying to get the jacket. Keep on. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Josh, he actually sent me in some messages via DM, oh, right. so you couldn't, so you couldn't see them. And you, these are all going to be completely oh. brand new to you. Oh no! <laughs> I'm kind of scared. <laughs> First question: What are you looking for in a woman? Say again. He said, what are you looking for in a woman? Dang it, I hate this dude. <laughs> okay, well, screw it. So, first things first, she has to be, she has to be funny and have a good personality. It's like, oh, like, see, like, the thing about my problem with women is this. I always find, I always, I always, I always find, like, a nice one, but the thing about it is this, though. I always, I always get mixed up with the bad ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I, the thing for me is like I took, I've been to the breakout the game for for a while, so like I, I just been worried about working on myself more. But um, thing I say, I look for women funny, smart. Um, so I'm like, I'm six foot. I said I'm like a. I want to say like I want to say average height, but because I don't know what average height is, so I'm gonna say like a. You know, short, with a little short, like probably like five five. That'd be cool. But you know, who knows? But I ain't I ain't picky though. I'm okay well, with funny, I'm okay. funny, smart and five five. You heard it here, ladies. Send in your resumes to Mike. Oh yeah, wait, wait, wait. I forgot about one in anime. She gotta watch she gotta watch anime. She has not finished if she has not finished a season of Tokyo Ghoul, Cowboy Bebop, or Demon Slayer. I don't want to talk to you. I'm sorry. All right. All right. There's a bunch of women out there that are watching anime now. The second question, second question from Josh, which I don't know how you want to take this, but it said, who would beat you in a fight? If you were to fight someone, who do you know you'd 100% lose to? So I actually had a fight with somebody recently, like, around like last year. And he goes by the name of, he's a man named Put. David's hood foot. Ooh. So I faced him in Detroit. And um, I'm not gonna lie, in our match, we, got, we both got a little carried away, but we were both cool about it. And um, we, we looked at each other, and he starts, you know, I say, like, we started going, and we started going back and forth with each other. And he yells at me, give me your best shot. So I bet, I saw cock back, and I hit him. And I locked eyes with him. And he looked at me, smiles at me. I was like, oh, God. He just, <laughs> yeah, he just gives me the word, dog. 
And it was so, it was to a point he was giving me the work so bad in my head. That's where my mom said, "You better hit him in the nuts." So I hit him <laughs> in the nuts. And I was like, "Nope." And I rolled up in the ring. And I was done, dude. So Hoodfoot was oh. the one that with my ass. Hoodfoot is a bad motherfucker. He no, is no, 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 no. He ain't a bad motherfucker. He is the motherfucker. <laughs> Like he, <laughs> he's one person I'm excited to see this year too. Like I'm excited to see him like be like he's gonna be a big star by the end of the year. I hope because he has so much talent, so much talent, so and he's so down to earth. Are you mind me putting him? So let me just put this over real quick. So I respect, I respect him for having a doubt because this dude is special. It's a special human being. So like, so the big, so when, when the first thing I ever heard of Hoodfoot. And I was, oh, for my size, I always been a kid. My big thing about it was always my size and stuff. Hoodfoot's one of those, Hoodfoot's one of those dudes, like, I would say, I, I, like, I vote myself after or nothing like that. I say I like to learn from him a lot. How his, how he, how his, how his swagger is inside the ring, how he carries himself, how he talks and how he, like, how you, how you look at him, like, for this. Honestly, it always takes a second for a, for a person to say, okay, I like this person right here. Think about Hoodfoot is when you see him walk through the when you see him walk through the curtain, you looking at him like he'll look at him and see like, oh, he's big. No, you see you you see a star factor right there. You see somebody he's big, he can take the beatings, he can get the beatings. That's what give you a fight, you know. And I think the thing that's that's so good about Hoodfoot is he goes out there and puts his heart and soul into it. If you ever, if you ever walk up to that man and you have a conversation about him with him, he will tell you from like legit to your face that how hard he's worked to get to the spot. And like right now, I say he deserves everything he's getting it right now. And I'm, I can't wait for next year. You ask me, man, tell me you're tripping. You, I will, it would not surprise me you want these. Y'all don't see good for your TV screen soon, man. I'm telling you, man. Good dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the last question from Josh this is a question from Josh, not from me, but he asked you to spell I cup. I hate that piece of shit. <laughs> I that shit. <laughs> he sent me that. He sent me those three questions because I like I just tweeted him the the picture I posted and I was like, hey, retweet this, comment a comment a question or whatever. And then he just he just sent me them in the DMs and I was like, you know what? I can respect that. <laughs> That's probably my uh my baby cousin tried getting me with that not long ago. She came up to me and she said, Hey Jacob, can you spell I cup? And I said, uh, no. And then she got so upset, so upset. She's like, just spell, like, she started screaming at me, just spell it, Jacob, just spell it. And I was like, I'm not spelling it. Not happening. Not happening. I can't do it. I, I think about, so the people are always getting that all the time. The last time I did it, I spoke the wrong. And he was all like, oh, you spoke the wrong. I was like, what? No. <laughs> oh, well, about it's like with me, I get worked up. I get worked up from it too. So I get mad for like, I get for like a period. I'm just mad for like a minute, like a minute or two. And he's like, "You okay, bro? Like, get away from me, dude!" Fuck off. That's funny. Next question is, let's find one. Vinny Masaro asks, "What is your dream match with anybody in the world right now?" Hmm. Anybody, so they gotta be living or dead. Say what? Can they be okay? I guess living as well. So, how do you do like a top five release to it? Yeah, yeah. 
Number one, well, sorry, number five, my dream match would have to be because I don't I only use this person as number five because he's my favorite wrestler of all time is D'Lo Brown. I love D'Lo Brown because D'Lo Brown reminds me of me and he's a bigger dude and I respect him. I only put him last because I don't know if he's still wrestling right now. Number four will have to be hmm, man, this is a good one. Number four will have to be taken. I like taking an attitude. Big, like I said again, another big dude is awesome. Number three, Bojack. Because he beat up, be up Josh, so I got to fight him for them. Sorry, Bojack. Can't fight. Don't fight my friends. Oh, number two. Number two. This is number two. I don't even know. To be honest with you, I don't even know what number two is, but just to say, for, for giggles, I wrestle Josh. Put Josh in number two. Okay. And Mr. Number one is that piece of shit, Vinny Masaru. See, I like Vinny a lot. I, um, I, I can say, I, I don't want to say I talk to Vinny, but like when, if you, I don't know if you were painted like going around, like when, when Grap House was on, like Grap House Cold War gimmick deal, or the thing with Josh was on there. You remember that one when uh, he wrestled Vinny Masaru? Yeah. Kind of called me out. He called me out. He called me and Josh out, and like you know, rubbed me the wrong way. I think Vinny Masala was probably the first person I say I want to wrestle because one, I feel like I, I feel like it's going to be one, it's going to be a fight, and I, two, I feel like going wrestling with him would be a great learning, great learning from him. He's a great dude. He's a piece of crap still, but uh, you know, I appreciate every every thing he gives to me. And like, nice dude, but still want to whoop his ass. That's somebody that, like, it seems like I learn something new about him almost every day. Like, just, like, from people retweeting or him tweeting and just, like, people saying stuff about him. Like, I like uh, what was it? Somebody said he uh, was on Lucha Underground or something or worked for yeah. Lucha Underground. I had no idea of that. Like, he yeah. is, and what he's doing, what he's doing for the West Coast is cool, too. So, like, I say one thing about Vinny Massaro. He's one of those dudes who never got there. I don't want to be, I don't want to say that put be rude or anything about that, but I always say Vinny Masala is one of the dudes that hasn't that's been patiently waiting to get his opportunity. And one thing about one thing about right now is now, right now, we're wrestling, we're what wrestling needs a leader. And I say Vinny Masaro is our leader of our independent generation. And what I mean by that is like you want if you watch his matches from West Coast Pro, then you watch it how he's just how uh, he's going over, he's going over there, he doesn't care, he's got a, he's who he got a face, his face or anything like that. I mean, this dude's putting on five-star matches every single time he's going out there. He's fighting, not because he's just gonna fight, he's going out there because he's caring about this man. Like one thing, like one thing about going to professional wrestling is this, it's always good to fight, but it's always good to fight with your heart and mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has he has heart. I mean, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has like like you were saying, he just has that passion. And I love that. Like, because if somebody can show they have passion, like I could just it's hard not to get invested if that makes sense. Like if somebody's just going out there and you can tell they don't care, then why should I care? But if you can like if they care in the ring and they're showing it, then then yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah, and that man loves professional wrestling. Like 
seeing and seeing how the West Coast, how West uh, the West Coast is taking him right now. I'm happy for him, but still hate him. Still want to punch him. Still want to fight him. He's a piece of, well, I, I say he's a piece of crap too, right? Say what? By the way, Benny Masson's a piece of crap, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then here's my favorite question. Uh, Tyler El Guapo asked, can I slow dance with him again on Saturday? <laughs> Hell yes. I'll dance with you anytime you want. Just make sure this time it's a, it's a sunset with a, with a little bit of rain coming through. And then we can do some good cha-cha. So what's your favorite song to slow dance to? Favorite song to slow dance to? Hmm. You heard a song by uh, ooh, ah, so dang it. So um, I don't got any like a specific song. I like to say I like the old, I like the older stuff, like the bust, like the old back in the day. You know, you ever watch like Daredevil? They had like the I bust your windows out your car, but they had like the little violin with it too. Yeah, it's, a, it's an old, it's an old slow dance song. So before it became a song, it was a slow dance song. And by violins behind it, so that this woman sing it, and the violins are coming going, da 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 I think it was by 21 Savage. Uh, <laughs> don't know how, not sure how we slowed into it, but yeah, that was, uh, I tend to dance the wrong type of dance styles, if that makes sense, the wrong like genres of music. Like I'll be jamming out the country music with my headphones in and it'll probably be looking like I'm listening to heavy metal, like I'm headbanging the, the Ring of Fire. And then, and then here's another question from Micah Rooney. He said, what is the significance behind the straps coming down? And then a follow-up question, what's the significance behind the straps going back up? So, this is how it goes. So you remember back in the day when Kurt Angle, right, had his TNA run when he was, uh, feeling, was feeling good. Yeah, you don't use the word feeling good with the quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. He had this deal that he every time he every time he's beating up people, he's like gas and breathing heavy. He will pull his straps back up and pull them right back down. And my so in my head, I was on a bus. So check this: I was on the bus from the DPW with Fuller, um, Fuller, another dude named I call him Baby Gate, but he's a beautiful guy. And me and this one fan, this random fan, I didn't even know. He's on the bus, and we used to talk about Kurt Angle's TNA run. We were all talking, and we all made this joke on the bus. It's like, yo, man, you know, be funny if Kurt Angle, if Kurt, if I could pull the Kurt Angle straps off, straps back on deal, instead of me pulling them off, pulling them back up and dropping them off, how about I just keep the straps back up? And like, and then like everybody was like, yo, that's funny. And at DPW, when I did a little hot tag in my head, I said, oh, pull these straps down, pull them back up. Yeah, pull it back up. So it's a nice little bit, you know. I like it. It like uh what's it called? Chris from Tiger Driver. Bless his soul. I love that dude. 
he retweeted it and like posted it or whatever on Twitter and then watching everybody retweeting going nuts about it. That's exactly what it reminded me of was Kurt Angle. Like there's, I just feel like if you're wearing a singlet, you almost are uh, like required to pull the straps down at least once. Yeah, you got you. I love, like, my favorite, like, legit, my favorite wrestler, like, one of my favorite, like, this is, like, if you ask me what my favorite wrestler is, and where's, like, my, my Mount Rushmore, Kurt Angle is right in the middle, man. Like, Kurt Angle is the, I'll say this, just the GOAT. <laughs> Kurt Angle, he has banger after banger in his matches, and, like, I hate that he retired, but, I like, I, I don't want to watch him wrestle if he doesn't want to, but that dude, he can put on a good match with just about anybody. I'll tell you my favorite match with him. Kurt Angle versus um, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. That build up, how he's trying to become the next, how he's trying to be the next Shawn Michaels and stuff. It's the best. Yeah. And how they had that match between like the young up and coming stars and the young up and coming stars. Like, somebody's ready to take the flame from him, from Shawn and having Shawn Michaels in there and like, trying to fight back and all that. And that match is so beautiful because like you could tell. That Sean's like, you know, like, okay, I'm a fight him. Then, like, Kurt Angle's doing all this technical stuff, getting his ankle, working the leg, and then to that finish, and to that finish, into like a roll up. Once, like, not a roll up, my bad, it's an ankle lock. Yeah. And you see Sean like taps out, you can see in his, like, Sean's face, like, damn, I was lost my fire. You got Kurt, like, yeah, I stole it. <laughs> that match so, is beautiful from face to page. It's funny that you mentioned that match because I was listening to uh, his show with Conrad. Uh, and he said that him and Sean went into that match not knowing anything they were going to do. They said they knew the finish and they knew the beginning sequence. Other than that, they didn't know anything else they were going to do. And that was just all off off the dome. That's good, man. Which, like, those matches, matches like that mean, like, it means so much. I want to say it means so much. Like, you can just tell so much story from that. Like, you can just tell well, so much story. Well, yeah, because then it starts like, It'll make or break somebody. Like, if you go out there and you have a match and you don't know what you're going to do, and then you just have to use your own creativity, that can make, like, that can become match of the year or one of the best matches of all time, like you did there. 100%. Like, those ma- matches like that are just like, they hit different. You know, you gotta, like, it takes a tr- like that trust in your opponent and going out there with somebody. It's something different, man. Like, all of us can, anybody can go out. I can say this right now. Anybody can go out there and try to have a match like that. But the thing about it is this is about how you trust you, how you trust yourself. And if your opponent trusts you, if you trust your opponent, and how you guys can tell that one story together. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so before I get into like my story, have you ever done backyard wrestling? Were you a backyarder at one point? So at one point when I was when I was like nine. I had a, my friend had a wrestling, had a trampoline. And um, we used to make my friend's mom, this is like, so I was, I grew up, I, so when I was to grow up, I was at eight. When I was eight, I was in Hawaii, in Skofu Barracks, in Honolulu. And my friend, and I had, and I was on the base. That's my dad's first duty station. And um, my mom bought a, my mom, my bad, I messed up some friend, my mom bought a trampoline. And all my friends, we used to come from school to like check a room. And we used to play around and say, what, what WWE type, type of wrestling? So um, it was to a point we went from being this kids playing around with check a room into us actually trying to make characters. <laughs> and I had a character name called Poison Dude. 
And I was like, you got to tell how I'm going to lay this. I'm going to imagine it just for you real quick. So you know those old jeans back in the day? They had like two pot and stuff on it, like all the old school pictures on the jeans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I begged my mom about me a pair of two pot ones. I had a Wolverine t-shirt on. And I would take, for some reason, because I was a kid, I was taking marker. I didn't know how mists work as a kid. I just take marker and color my tongue so my spit could be different colors. <laughs> and um, I had this finish. I had this finisher called uh, the poison dude. The poison dude. The po- that's the poison. The poison dude spit. And so basically, all I would do is like I'll, I'll pick up a dude, throw him down, he will feed up, and I'm spitting his face. And he's like, "Oh, my face is melted." And I get up there, count one, two, three. <laughs> I was a kid though, man. I was like eight, man. I uh, my buddy, he had a ring in his backyard, and by a ring, I mean we had like tires, and then wrestling mats on top of the tires, and then for ropes, we had like literally hoses. And yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough ring. And I remember like my friend messaged me, and he found out I liked wrestling. He's like, "Hey, you want to come over to my house uh, after school? We're having practice." And I was like, "Practice." So I like walk down this hill and there's the ring and like just a couple like little quick stories. There's this one time where my friend, he wanted to give me a, what was it? A sliced bread. He wanted to give me sliced bread and I hate taking back bumps. I hate taking any bumps. I'm not a wrestler. Screw that. So I have them like in a vertical suplex inverted basically. And he goes, fall back, fall back. And I was like, that's not happening boss. And I just like set him down. And he's like, what the hell, man? And I just sold it like a stunner. And then there was another time where my friend was like, all right, I'm going to give you a T-bone. And I was like, all right. And he goes on three, jump. And I said, what? And he went one, two, three. And he just lifted me up. And I, he went back, but I just went like <laughs> horizontal. And I just leaned it on my head and I was just laying there. And I was like, oh my God, I can't feel my face. My nose was bleeding. I rolled out. I called my mom. I was like, come pick me up. I can't do this. I can't do this no more. That's crazy, man. So, like, like, you know, talk, like for Go me on. and stuff, like, like, for me and stuff, like, um, I, know we was ta- I know we were talking a little bit before the uh, started recording about it, but um, one thing about me is, is I played a lot of, like, like, like I said, I played a lot of, like, hardcore football and stuff. And, like, there was one point, that's the this day, like, it was crazy. I got in a fight with a high school dude, and I was like, you know, I was like, you know, like, I would say, like, Eighth grade, I was a young boy, and um, I was in a bad because he kept the dude just kept beating me in a football field. And this is when I was um, this is when I was playing outside with, with high school kids, and uh, I was in a bad. And I remember this day like it was nothing. This is probably the first time I heard about football by a dude. And um, long story short, I punched him in his face on accident. I didn't mean to, but I got popped. The dude he straight tackled me. My fist went up and punched the dude in the face. Yeah, you got mad and beat, like beat me up a little bit. And then one day I was told, I told him, "Wait till I get to high school, I'm gonna beat you up." And then like I remember one day I thought I, I went home, I started watching wrestling for some reason, <laughs> and I was sitting there watching wrestling. I, and like as a, as a kid, you gotta think about this. That stuff made me mad. Then you beat me up, made my nose bleed and all that. So sorry, I was, shadow boxing. Oh, mad as hell. So um, I watched Batista. It was Batista. <laughs> I watched Batista. I watched Batista. I watched Batista bomb and stuff. And then for some reason, I said, I'm going to do a Batista bomb to when I see his ass again. So um, he, was in, he was in lunch. He was in lunch. 
at the time I was a, I thought I was a freshman. He was about to be a he was a sophomore. Okay, and he was in a it was in a lunchroom, and I seen him, and I walked up to him. It was like the first day of school. I said, "Hey, man, what you did to me last summer?" Yeah, cares. I said, "Okay." Bet. I kicked him in the nuts. I pick him up in the Batista bomb deal. Like, like the teacher's legit. I was like, yo, what? What? Put him down. Put him down. And like, I was like super close to getting the Batista bomb onto the floor. And the teacher's like pulling me, like pulled him off me, pulled him. I was like, what you doing? That's not what you do in school. And like yelling at me and stuff. And they called my mom. And my mom said, like, what's wrong with that? I said, you put, I said, you beat me up in the summer. Wait, you got, you got in a fight in the summer? Yeah? <laughs> you started this fight? Yeah? Get your ass in the cup. Yes, man. <laughs> I remember that day. That shit was funny, man. My parents always told me if I was bullied, stand up for myself. So, like, going into high school, because I was always, like, just picked on. And right. then, like, there was this one kid who just messed with me all of my freshman year. And then it was, like, halfway uh, through uh, first semester or whatever. And one day at lunch... He started like throwing peas at me, and I was like, "I've yeah, had enough peas. of this." Yeah, like peas, like just throwing them at me, and I was like, "You know what? I've had enough." <laughs> right, and I was like, "I've had enough of this." So I went up to him and I said, "Stand up!" And he like stood up, and this dude towered over me, and I was like, "All right," and I just shoved him, and I don't know why I shoved him. I don't know why I didn't just like punch him. I don't know why I like. I've seen fight scenes in, I've seen fight scenes in movies, and you just push them, and that's usually what happens. Well, I pushed him, and this dude gave me like the great Khalid chokeslam. He grabbed me and just slammed me as hard as he could on my lunch table, and I just laid there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And my friend like pulled me over the table, and he's like, "Hey, bro, that wasn't a good idea." And I was like, "No, it wasn't, man. What the f- just happened?" And then I got. Anybody from wrestling or WWE hearing this, please do not try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> I what's it called? Nobody's seen it. Thank God, like no teachers. Well, then the kid runs and snitches on himself, and I was like, God damn it, man! Now I'm suspended. So I get suspended. My parents are like, "You stood up for yourself. Good job." And I was like, oh, I can get away with this. I get back from suspension, and I, like, tried picking a fight with another kid at school who was messing with me, and I shoved him. And the kid grabbed me, and he tripped me, and I hit my head off the ground, and I got sent home or whatever. And I'm, like, chilling on the what's it called, chilling out on the front porch, and my friends are all over. And I just see my dad come flying down the road in his work truck. And I looked at my friends, and I was like, hey, y'all might want to leave for this one. You guys, you guys can't be here for this one. And they're like, why? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, he's mad at me. You, you gotta go. You gotta go. And he got out the car. He, he didn't even park in the driveway. He just stopped the car, put it in park real quick, jumped out the car. Have you lost your goddamn mind? And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? I thought I was allowed to do this. And he's like, you can't be going to school picking fights with everyone. And I was like, oh my God, okay, sorry. And then, because I got suspended again, you know, well, I went back to school and everyone's like, oh, don't mess with Jake, don't mess with Jake. And I was like, yeah, please don't, because one more suspension and it's over for me. It's, I'm done. Yeah, man, that's just, but those, that's just crazy. Like, I'll tell you this, like, before, before we move on, so like, one day I say this, my dad, my dad passed away in like, around, like, last year around May and stuff. 
And like one day, I always say this is like always look at the memories and stuff. And I had one story to tell about my dad. This is a good one. Um, so this is when I, I just graduated high school, and um, I was I went I went from job to job. I went to, I was working at the hospital at one point. Like my local hospital had had a, a job where we get interviews there for like all custodians and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went there, and uh, I did that for a while. But my like, as a kid, like you gotta be like this. I'm like 18, 19, 18, 17 years old, trying to figure out what's. And now I was seventeen. No, I was no, 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 no. My bad. I was eighteen. I just started. I just like I just started. I took a class in wrestling, and my dad, my mom wanted me to make. My mom wanted me to make money. Also, in short, um, I went in there and I uh, got myself in trouble. For being on my phone at work, and I remember one day I was sitting there chilling, and my dad called me up. And my dad, at the time, was living inside Virginia, and my dad was like, "Hey, man, um, just want to talk. Just want to talk. Just want to see what's going on." The mom called me, told me that you lost your job, and uh, you know, just want to see how how you what's going on, man. Let's, let's just talk. And I, I remember this. I was there falling out my tears. So I was like, "I, I tried. This stuff was hard." They wanted me to do all this stuff. They wanted me to be on my phone. I said, I said, I had my phone in my pocket. I was, I was going on my phone. Like, I, was, I was like, hey, it's like, like little rooms and stuff. Not like, not like the clean, like, you know, you know like the sodium room and stuff. And yeah, my yeah. dad was, like, oh. was like, oh, well, guess what? Who cares? That actually wasn't for you. What do you want to do? Tell me right now, and I'll give you anything you want right now. And I remember sitting in my head, my dad's giving me this chance to give me anything I want. But that's what. I get you. If you tell me what you want right now to do with yourself, you, I would I would try my best to do it. And I remember I remember this day, I, I still remember this day because I was in the gym. So I bought a gym, I bought like a gym membership for the last money I had for that, for that, what's it called again? For that um for that job. And I said, Dad, I want to go back to wrestling school. And my dad said, Oh, I bet. My dad gave me the money. And I never looked back. And that's one thing when I said my dad left me before he passed away, he was giving me that opportunity. Become a wrestler, and like, more to the story short, I know my dad. I always said dads are always hard, and my dad, my dad was hard to shoot on me, man. But like, you don't, you don't know nothing until you lose somebody, and you're like, damn. Yeah, I just try to look out for him, man. But that's, that, that's, I just want to tell that story right there, man. Because like, no, that, I love man, that. That's tight. I love that. Is I love that a ton. That's actually, that's like really like. Sweet, I guess. Yeah, I'd say it was better. like it was like one of those. I would say it was one of those things where like my dad was like, "Well, yo, I'm, well, let's see what you can do with this one." And I felt like I felt like like it was crazy because like when my dad passed away, I won the, I won my first heavyweight championship, and um, my friends, my dad, when my dad passed, I was so upset about it because like my big day was to show my dad the championship, and my dad's friend. One of my dad's friends called me. He said, hey, because um, my dad my dad got sick. And my dad was seeing up in Virginia. And he said, hey, I just want to talk to you real quick. You meet me somewhere. Because I remember meeting him somewhere. And he was telling me about my dad. And I was, I, I remember I said, this dude goes, man, I'm sad because my dad never got a chance to see you in a championship. He said, no, man, your dad saw you in a championship. I made sure you see the picture of your championship. I let him watch the whole match. And, my, and like, he sent me a video of my dad in the hospital watching me win the championship and just seeing that man cry. Oh, no. Damn, hold on. I'm <laughs> um, Having that man tell him, just being like, man, I'm proud of him. 
I'm proud of him. And to say that, that, that that's more than my heart of him, more before he, before he passed away, he got a chance to watch me win the championship. That's, that's something, that's like something from a movie almost. Like that's, that has to be the biggest moment of your career, obviously, but like, that's just insane. That's, I, I like that. Yes, right now, like I know, like I took, like when I keep on selling myself, I just got to keep on pushing. And uh, my dad's going to watch over me. You know, I just got many, I got a lot of things to get to where I need to get to. I need to keep pushing and trucking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know we got a lot more questions. I apologize. <laughs> and then here's another one. Uh, the Big Daddy said, I just want to let him know I love him. And that's from. His, I, I just put it in as big the big daddy. I forgot what his name on Twitter was. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It was at Ben Bergen on Twitter. Damn it, Ben. I love you too, Ben. I didn't call you Big Daddy, Ben. Yeah, his name on his uh name on Twitter is the Big Daddy. But he said, oh, just let Mikey know. I love him. And then oh. 36 Monk asks, what is the bucket hat collection looking like? And then I have a follow-up question. Where did the bucket hat collection start? So check this out. I'm a, I'm a big hip-hop fan. Damn, I love it. One of my favorite rappers of all time had to be LL Cool J. LL Cool J, um, one, of, one of his songs, when, when he was younger, he used to, he used to rock the jumpsuit in the bucket hat. And uh, as I started going through my travels as a professional wrestler, uh, I wanted to add in like little bits, like little bits of my like my personal life in there. And like I like hip hop music, and I think the bucket hat represents hip hop music. Big hat, bucket hat, and chain. You know what I mean? Like from DMC and all them, all had bucket hats. And uh, right now, the bucket hat collection started. I want to say like around like last year. Um, I say last year. As, I think last year for me was a pretty good year for me. That's when I started figuring out who am I as a person, I'd say. And uh, right now, the Buckethead collection is like two right now. I say I keep on, there's only two. But um, I say the run towards the end of next year should be like 2025. Okay, okay. Yeah, I uh, I collect beanies. I'm wearing my uh, Buffalo Bills. Shout out them clinching the playoffs last night. Uh, wearing my Buffalo Bills beanie. I have a Jody beanie. That's where it all started is my Jody beanie. And then I have uh, the Gucci one, the one that says Jody and the Gucci font and all that. That's by far that's, away my that's favorite. That's my favorite one he has. My favorite quality he has out of all this stuff. That Gucci one is hard. I, <laughs> funny enough, I was wearing, like, looking back, it, I probably looked like just like one of those, like uh, a fanboy. I was wearing the Jody shirt and then the beanie in Vegas whenever I went there, because it's just one of my favorite outfits. And I had so many people come up to me, and they're like, they're like, oh, we're in the Gucci fit, we're in the Gucci fit. And then I would just like do one of these, like I would show them the shirt. I'm like, nah, nah, it's, it's a Jody shirt. And then they'd be like, oh, who's that? And then I have to explain independent wrestling to them, which is just Difficult. I'm like, oh well. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, all that Gucci, you know. But my representative, <laughs> Gucci joined my homeboy Jody. Jody, the fucking man. <laughs> Trust me, 
when I say I would have put on a show, I would have put on something. Yeah, cuz like you ain't know, got the first Gucci down, Gucci to the top to the head, dog. You ain't know, look at my J's, shit. No, it's just funny. Like, people, like, when I tell them, oh, well, it's my friend who's a wrestler. Oh, well, has he wrestled John Cena? I'm like, well, not all wrestlers face John Cena. <laughs> not all of them are on Raw every week. They're like, oh, well. Yeah, I would have said he... yes. I still would have said yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he actually made him in Mania. It's wild. But uh, <laughs> I have Jody. <laughs> the Jody Beanie. I have a, uh, my stepmom got me some fancy, Pat the Nagoria, Pat Nagoria, is a parent, got me that beanie, I have a beanie with the Nirvana face, I have all sorts of beanies, but I love beanies, like, I feel like you with your bucket hats is how I am with beanies, I buy, like, anywhere I go, if there's a beanie, I buy it. So, check this out, that's funny, so, uh, around in 2019, I had a beanie face, I had, like, a super beanie face, too, I had, like, a pom-pom I had a pom-pom beanie face for, some while, for a while. I have, like, um, my favorite one I said I have is the Oregon Duck one. I have a Blackhawks one. I have a Spurs one. I have a Detroit one. I have a Cowboy one. I have a, uh, a super dope-ass Kansas City Chiefs one. A crazy-ass a crazy one with the, the old-school um, old Cleveland Brown little, little dude on there. And, like, my, my prize possession one I had. It's this crazy, like, Miami Heat one with the Miami or the Miami Vice colors on it. That's sick. Miami Vice, those uh, that color scheme is so sick. My uh, friend uh, has a uh, gym apparel brand, and I'm going to plug them real quick. Swolar Us. Uh, hey, send that to me. I want to see that. Oh, bet, bet. I buy, like, I'm actually wearing it right now. <laughs> I wear all their stuff. And, like, because I used to work at a gym, so – they what's it called I, I worked at the gym and working there you meet all the members and all that and one day I seen this dude wearing Swoller Us every day and I was like yo where'd you get that he's like oh it's my brand but he has this sick ass it says Swoller Us and it's a basketball jersey but it's a uh it's in the Miami Vice like uh Ooh, color scheme I didn't see, did see that joke though I don't know let why. me let me see if I, I can find it real quick but yeah like, Slow or Us, they have all sorts of stuff. Like, for a while there, that's where all my paychecks were going. I was buying shirts, cutoffs, wraps, uh, straps. Uh, I have one of those, uh, you know what a, um, what is it called? An arm crusher, I think it's called. The bicep yeah. crusher. Yeah, they have yeah. one of those. Okay. Let me see if I can. They have all sorts of cool stuff. And he was telling me that he, like, uh, um, he ships out to, like, where was it? He said something wild, somewhere crazy, like um, China, I think he said. He said he got his first like uh, international shipping not long ago. But I'm about That's to send crazy. that link to you right now. Bad, bad, bad. They, got, they got Twitter too as well? They what? Do they have a Twitter by chance? Uh, let me see. I don't like, I don't have a lot of personal people on Twitter, so he might. Like, I don't have a lot of people. Yeah, no worries. I ain't tripping about it. I was just trying to give, I was just trying to give him a follow, you know what I mean, out of respect. But yeah, no, gym apparel, that is like, I went through a gym apparel phase where I was, because I used to be in the gym a ton. Like, whenever I worked there, and then after I worked there, I was like training for body, or not bodybuilding, uh, powerlifting and all that, but then now I just, 
I've kind of drifted away. Now I work out when I can, but I had, uh, like for a while I had nothing, like I had a full duffel bag filled with like shaker bottles, supplements, all of it. I was like, I was a gym douche basically. Like there's no nice way to put it, but I was a gym douche for a while. Like I hated it, but loved it at the same time. So the thing about, so crazy thing, like last year, it's probably the first time I, like, since high school, I actually took the gym serious and stuff. And like, I, I was in the middle, I was like, so like, case like last year, it was like, a, like towards the end of last year, it's like crappy for me. And like, uh, I was in the gym, like, it was a point I was in the gym, like hard, every, like every single day. I'd get up, gym, up, gym, after work, gym, eat, sleep, gym, 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 gym. And like, there was a point I actually went from like I was gaining weight. Oh, I was gaining weight until we dropped down to like a healthy two sixty. And right now I'm like I'm up here like two like I'm like two ninety right now. But um, I know I told him I know Fuller and I got this workout thing. He wants to like help me out with a lot. This is um I got I got to get my diet back on the track. That's the big thing about it right now. Uh, I took last year. So the thing about it, I took the end of last year like with like Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving. I did this deal of I do this deal when I just eat what I want during the, like, those holidays and stuff. I, I say, I know it sucks to say not going to the gym, but um, basically, I know, uh, basically, one thing I said I would do going into this year is I'm going to take my diet a little bit more serious and you know, actually try to cut out a lot of my, like, sugars and, you know, juices and all that, just try to stick with water and all that. Yeah, I was, uh, I started working out right at the beginning of the pandemic because I worked at the gym at the time. And then okay. I just like one day just it clicked in me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take some gym shorts up to work today. And when I'm off, I'm gonna change out. And then just from there on, I was working out. There was like times where I was working out two or three times a day. Just about two or three times a day I was working out. And like I said it earlier, I got my bench up to 205. But I think my highest PR, I got my deadlift up to 375, 380-ish. And like Hitting a PR is a whole different, like, just feeling. Because I remember whenever oh, I was no. pulling, whenever I was pulling that bar up, I just remember, like, in the middle of this gym, I was screaming. I was like, ah, ah. And then I got it up, and I locked out, and I just stared in the mirror, and I screamed at myself. And when I let it go, like, I let it go, and then I turned around, and all the beef heads at the gym were, like, standing around me clapping. I was like, all right, that's what's up. That's what's up. Like, <laughs> just seeing, like, like the gym atmosphere is tight because like they're all you're all there for the same purpose. Trying to get big, man. Like, uh, oh yeah. Was, like, like for a while when I was asking all my shit, like it was a point. Like it was a point last year because I was living by myself for a while. Because I, I, it was a point. It was like last year I took so I did this thing. Now um, I, I did this thing because um I had problems. I don't say me. I just I left my mom's house. For a while, just to see, just to get my mind clear, okay. And uh, it was a point I was eating fucking vegetables and lemon boils, like whole lemon boils, every single goddamn day in the gym. And like, I, and the crazy thing about it is like, I, like crazy thing about it is like, I like eating. I didn't understand how much important eating is until that point. And I was like, yo, I mean, the lemon boils and this stuff. And my bench went from I was benching around like one. Like 180 something, so when I was still like trying to figure out my weights and stuff, and uh, I went up to like two, I put on two plates, and I was actually putting, I was like, str- I don't say struggling, but I was putting it up, like I was doing like one and two reps instead of like doing, doing it. Was the point I was starting to crack up like three, 
Then I went to like two. Then I went back down to two. Then I, you know, you know, I mean, it's just that fucking gym. The gym, man, it's something different. It's like if you know how to use it, use it. If you don't learn how to, it's a beautiful fucking thing, man. Yeah, I uh, what's it called? When I hit that two hundred five on bench because that was like my biggest like long term goal was to hit at least two hundred on bench, like just be able to hit the two hundreds. And I hit that two hundred and five uh, PR. And it's funny because, like, I don't know if you follow this rule, but if I have a spider and they touch it, I don't count it type of deal. Right. And I remember I had it down. It bounced off my chest, and I was pushing, pushing, pushing. And my friend went to grab it. And in the middle of my PR video, you just hear me scream, don't fucking touch it. And then I just launched it up. But then, like, right after that, I was like, oh, that was easy. Toss a plate on it. We're getting 225 today. And my friend's like, all right, man. And it went, and he's like, you don't want me to touch it, do you? I was like, no, you grab it, grab it, grab it. <laughs> so that's because funny. I, like last week, Josh, that's what he says about that because Josh did the same. I did the same thing with Josh to the day at the gym. Um, I get like some reason, like I honestly, I get I get this little girl fit when somebody's touching my weights. I get like upset with it. So Josh, so Josh's deal is like this. He has to climb. I'm going up. You grab, you go, and I say grab it because you see, like, I got one side, like, I'll be driving with the left side, but my right side's a little bit more weaker, so I got to uh-huh. push a little bit harder with it. I saw I get up there and full of seats, be like, things I'm following, like, get the fuck off, man, come on, move, move, move. And I get it up. You got to have another dude named Chase. He goes to the gym. He's like this super built, like, fucking, like, this dude's like, fucking, oh, give me like a body tie. He's like, fucking, like, this chiseled. And uh, how he does it is he puts, oh, he puts a finger underneath it. He said, "This only resistance you're gonna help. Only I'm help with fingers." And he just pushes, and he just driving up with his fingers in there underneath. He's like, "Yep, yeah, my helping you just drive." Yeah, whenever I would go to the gym, like like I said, I worked there, whatever, and I got to know everybody. And then like, there's this just one small, like just small. And when I say small, I mean short. But he is Jack, dude. And his name was James. And everyone, like, considered him, like, the the grandfather of the gym. Like, he didn't talk to you. Or you didn't talk to him. He talked to you type of deal. And, like, okay. if he talked to you, if he talked to you, like, it means he respects you. Type. It, it was, it was, it's hard to explain. Basically, though, like, one. Way, if he respects you, he's going to talk to you. He don't think you're serious. He's not going to mess with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, one day I was on bench, and I just couldn't get, like, my normal, uh, set up like I usually was able to get 185 and I just was having a hard time and I like was sitting there and I was burying my face and I was like god damn it dude I'm like having an off day and I look up and he's standing right there and he just like pushed me back down and he goes you're getting this and I was like all right and then like after that like he sat me down he's like when you're done working out meet me up front and I was like all right so I met him up front and he's like all right so what you're gonna do next time is you're going to do this and this and this and this. You're going to use this arm to do that and this. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're going to get bigger. You're going to get bigger. Just do this. Like he gave me like a fatherly talk about lifting for like a solid 30 minutes. And he was like, and then he just like walked away. And then it, and everyone's like, did James just talk to you? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, dude, I've been working out here for three years. He's never said a word to me. And I was like, all right. <laughs> That's crazy. What's your routine? Yeah. What was your routine going in there back in the day? Like, you remind me asking. Uh, so I was doing a, I would do full chest day, a full back day, 
or yeah, chest day, back and arms, and then legs, rest day, repeat. So like for chest day, I would do flat bench barbell, incline dumbbell, and then I would do the three variations of flies. So I would go uh, the high to low, the mids, okay. and then the low to mids. And then I would do a superset on the uh, like the plate loaded incline machines. I would sit on it sideways and just do a diagonal push till failure for each arm three sets. And then okay. back back day, back day will oh back day I would do the lat pull downs, lat pull downs, and then I'd go over to the assisted pull up machine because I can't do a pull up to save my life. And I would put it on the lowest resistance that I could do, like where it wasn't helping me, but it was at the same time. I was doing three sets of 12 on that. And then I was doing the rear delt flies and then the pulls. And then arm day, I did curls, standing curls, uh, 21, which are just like the seven, uh, seven to mid, seven mid to high, and then seven full, three sets of 12. And then uh, triceps, I was doing the pull downs, the scroll crushers or whatever you call them. And then I forgot what else I did for triceps, but legs, that was my, that was my longest day. I'd be in the gym all day on legs. I'd be, I'd started off with squats and then I would do goblet squats, which is just holding the dumbbell and standing on a, a 45 pound plate and just using it as an incline on you. And then I would hop over to hop over to the leg press and just max out on that, like as much weight as I could, and just do till failure. And then leg curls, leg extensions, and then every now and then I would do the uh, uh, the ones where you like sit down and the pad drop against your leg and you like open your legs and then you can switch in and close your legs. I forgot what the abductors, abductors and abductors. And then every now and every now and then I would end the end the day I'll end the day off with like 35 to 40 minutes of cardio I did that for like a month where I was ending the day off with cardio because (laughs) because one time my uh crush at the time who was a like she's a ass like an insane athlete when it comes to bodybuilding now me and her started working out together and she's like oh you want to do cardio and I was like not for real She's like, well, come on, let's go to the Stairmaster. And me and her did the Stairmasters for 45 minutes, dude. That was, that was been to my cardio days. I couldn't walk. I was like, this sucks. So fun fact, I like how you brought the Stairmaster. It was a year. Like, it was like a whole month. I didn't say a year. I said a year. Um, it was a whole month that I told, I told my, my friend was going to the gym with me at the time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do Stairmasters traditionally. So I'll try to do like 10 minutes. Every time I'll try to do 10 minutes in the morning. 10 minutes in the morning, I'll go to the gym. 10 minutes when I go, when I get off of work. And then uh, after my set set is done, I'll just go back and try to do 10 minutes again on there. It was a point when I fucking calves off that day was so fucking huge. Because the dog, those stair matches cut you up quick. If you yeah, know, they do. And you'd be on there for like forever too. Your, your fucking legs would be like strong like the trunk, man. Um, so when I was on my, when I was actually in the gym a lot, my method was a 10, 8, 6, 4 method. I would do Monday, do Monday would be like chest, would be like chest. It was chest or what else? It was chest and try, no, chest. Oh, let's forget. You know what? My bad. It was chest and shoulders, I said. Yeah. 
I did chest and shoulders because I had a, I was working out with my old my old wrestling trainer, and I was doing his methods first. So he was doing chest and shoulders on Monday. On Monday, Tuesday would be biceps and um, triceps. Thursday would be like back and legs. Friday would be a makeup day. And basically, I was just fucking. I, I was following. I was following his routine. His routine and um. In the beginning, was fucking like. Don't get me wrong; his routine was great in the beginning until like he started start, start like catching on to it. I'm like, uh, okay, let me calm down. And I started changing into my own little thing. Um, it would be like in the beginning, going there, going in the morning, do a do a stretch, do a ten mile run. Not ten mile run, my bad. Like an hour run. Get off of that. Go to the bench. Some benching. Take a break off the bench. Go up there. Get your shoulders warmed up. Switch off the incline and all that, like all that crazy stuff with it. But um, think about like this methods were good with it, but the thing about it was like I got, I was feeling like it wasn't good enough. You get what I'm saying? I wasn't hitting, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't hitting my peaks until I started working out with Josh, and then I hit at Josh's gym because like, well, I always feel like it's easier. It's easier to find somebody with your own. I'm not saying people, I don't want to be rude or nothing when I say this, but um, it's it's, not, it's easier to find somebody you actually has the same weight as you. Like dude's like a dude suit, he's like the same size as me. He, he knows where where to point at and where to hit at the right ways, like you know that, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh, my trainer uh-huh. was like my trainer was trying, but like he had the he had like a different mindset of like he wanted me to he I was trying to get more I was trying to get more I wanted more to get more stronger. He wanted me to keep a cut, basically. Yeah. That's what I was at the gym for, really, just to get stronger while putting on muscle. Cause when I started but- I was at 170. I was at 170 when I first started working out. And by the time I was like the last time I weighed in when I was working out fully, I was at 205. So I gained 35 pounds in about a year from working out, about a year and a half or so. And like, like granted, granted it was dirty bulking or whatever, but like it was still insane to see my weight go up 35 35 pounds but i had a friend that would work out with me and anytime i would hit like he like he he doesn't understand that different people have different like limits so like i'd be benching i'll warm up with 135 and that's his max and he would get so upset and i'm like bro like everybody starts somewhere like and for your build that's actually good like for my build though for how long i've been working out like it's just people need to understand when you're working out when you're in the gym it takes time like and that's what i wish i knew that from the beginning because i used to be an ego lifter i used to just go in there and try to pr every day see i'll try that i saw one time i actually did try to do ego lift but the thing about it was they humbled they humbled my they humbled my ass so quick i tried i tried to hit a tip at 245 at one point and it just went right down to my chest and i couldn't get it up and i felt bad and i just kept working towards it man and like you ask me now, like ask me now, like how I feel, like when I could, when I'm gonna go back to the gym and stuff. I feel like I want to be more focused and more on like you know, cardio and more explosive workouts and all that stuff. We're still doing the same thing I'm doing, but I think I think those are the main things I need to focus on more. Because explosive, I would say I have good agility and all that stuff. I, I lost all that stuff this year, just lounging around. I went from a uh, like a commercial gym to a like hole in the wall bodybuilding like pictures of Arnold everywhere Jim and like yeah like and that was a whole different atmosphere for me because my old gym I used to work at they like 
it's a whole ordeal. They kicked me out, told me I'm not allowed back or whatever. And I ended up going to this hole in the wall gym and like, it's just, they have the, uh, the steel plates, the steel weights, the cast iron or whatever it's called. And that was a whole, yeah, that was a whole different, like, cause I was able to, like, I, I, I know there's no difference in weight really, but like benching 135 with the rubber uh, weights compared to 135 with the steel plates is just a whole different, whole different yeah, ballgame. Yeah, same thing with yeah. like same thing happened with me. Josh goes to a world's gym, and I went. And I go. I go with him all the time. His like I always said, my my gym I'm going to now. They under new management now, so I haven't been to that gym in a while. And I, last time I walked in there, they they was changing out the rubber. They was changing out the weights to the metal weights. I was like, oh, well, they like those old rusty high school weights type feel. Uh huh. It's, so like, it's just like, a different hey. feeling. It's yeah. hard to explain. Like the noise it makes too when you're lifting, it starts clinging. It's just, I don't know, it hypes Definitely. you up but scares you at the same time. It's different, man. It's different. It really does. I need to get back in the gym. I want to get back, but it's just, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, just, I don't drive. So trying to get from work to home and then finding a ride to the gym or walking to the gym is just so difficult. So difficult because that's what I used to do. I used to walk to my gym after work. I would just go straight from work, go straight to the gym, and then I'd have to walk home after lifting two hundred pounds on squat. Right. So, uh, so like, I always, I always live next to a gym. And like the gym where I live at now, I live like five, what, like a like a two minute walk to the gym. Matter of fact, man. So I got no excuse now. I also don't. I also don't drive either. So you know, I I just I just get there. I get to the gym or or if I'm at work, I work up there. I work with full work set. I was going way after he worked. So work with him going to the gym. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh before we wrap this up, though, I always ask the guests if there's one piece of advice, one piece of advice that you could give anybody. What would it be? Like it, it doesn't have to be related to wrestling, just life in general. Don't rush life because when you start rushing, and you're here, you're gonna be like, "Damn, you know what? No, no regrets. You never have any regrets in what you do or what anybody tells you. People get to tell you to your face that you're, you're what you're doing with your life is bad, and <clears throat> and think about it is this: you can't tell somebody that what their choices in life is bad or good because you don't know what that person has been through. You know, the thing about it is this, you know, the thing about it is it's always going to be always going to push forward from that. Like, whatever people, like, I had people tell me to face, like, me, me doing wrestling is a bad decision. It was the worst decision I ever made in my life. And I always sit there and I look at it, I typically say to you, I say, oh, yeah, you're right. You get it. In my head, I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm worried about my shit. I'm worried about what I can do. I see what I can do. If I keep working hard to this goal I'm trying to get to, I will get my goal. That's yep, a lot yep, of yep. And by the way, by the way, I heard somebody tell you about some Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Let me find that question. All I heard about, I only say it because I'm more excited about that, that question. That's why the one question I'm excited for. Let's see if I can find that real quick. I know exactly which one it is. I forgot the exact, I forgot the wording on it though. Is it legal? Let me see. 
Garnet asks, is it illegal to kill and eat Bigfoot? God damn it, Garnet. So check this out. So this is a story in itself. One day I was at a show, on a show with um, the high priest herself. Uh, damn it. Oh, it's best. I'm bad with people. Damn it, hold up. Sheik. That was saying, yeah, Sheik. You know Sheik, right? I think. Dark Sheik? Dark Sheik, yep. Okay, I with, okay. I was, with, I was with the high priest herself, Dark Sheik. And we were all chilling in the backyard, just chilling. And uh, everything got quiet. And we just started talking about animals that we wanted to eat. And I was sitting there thinking, I said, you know what? I'm going to ask you. I don't care. Yo, can you kill? And is it illegal to kill and eat Bigfoot? And everybody pauses for a moment. Everybody looks at me. And Dark Sheep says this. I don't think it's legal. He asked me, I don't think it's legal, but I'll I'll take one of his big ass feet, you know, cook that joint up. I said, interesting. Then, like, as it it progressed going on, I asked every single person that or whoever I bump into, and like the story, the, the questions I get, the answers I get are crazy and, and like funny. Like one time, I asked our Chris with Tiger Driver. I said, "Yo, is it legal to kill Bigfoot?" Chris looks at me and says, "Why you want to kill Bigfoot for, huh?" I said, "I mean, that's okay. That's okay. Hold on, Chris. Wait, 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 You in the woods by yourself, minding your goddamn business, and you turn around, and you see this big ass thing chasing you around." And what do you have on you is a gun. What you doing? What, you gonna shoot me? No, I ain't gonna shoot him. But that Chris is like going off and saying like, what happened to you walking in his territory? How many, you know, how do you want a Bigfoot? How did Bigfoot be your friend? Think about all the people he just stomped out for you. I'm like, okay, that's a positive thing. But I'm just saying, how about this, you know, kill Bigfoot, you know? And I don't know, take a foot off or, I don't know, bite one of the big ass toes or something, you know? I, you ask me, I say yes, it's legal to kill people because if he comes out with me, I gotta take him out. But I'm kind of scared of the FBI, though, man. Think about the FBI. What the hell the FBI gonna do if I kill Bigfoot? I'm like, yo, you just kill Bigfoot, you go to jail. He came after me first, you know what I mean? Yeah, at that point, it's self-defense, and it's not it's a. Uh, I feel like there's no legal repercussions because there's no like set hunting regulations on it. So I think but, if oh, I think if you were to kill Bigfoot and eat Bigfoot, you should be fine. Uh, that's my opinion, but I don't know the legal jurisdiction on Bigfoot. He is, he is, a, he is a dangerous species, though. Now you get into that stuff, you gotta fight some people in court. Man. Yeah, so yeah. Then I, I kind of want to say, now I kind of want to say yes. Is 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 is, is not legal to eat Bigfoot? That's that's a good conversation starter. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to start using it, actually. You should. Make sure you tell me about all this. Because we need to figure this out. By the way, Uh, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite ice cream? So, my favorite ice cream cream is Play-Doh. So, it's it's this weird combination of ice cream. It's like um, vanilla with food coloring in it. But it has cookie dough ice cream. Not cookie dough. But it's like Play-Doh, like different colors. You know how Play-Doh got these different colors and stuff? Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like cookie dough ice cream, but when I think when I put the um, chocolate chips in there, and it's just like it's like yellow like play doh, it has like blue, green, red, and all these like little balls in there. 
doing hell. That's probably the last thing I showed. That's the last thing. That's the last of my sweeps I had yesterday. Because that's that's there was my last day to do anything I wanted to do with sweeps and stuff. And I treated myself with a large uh, plain out ice cream, um, no shake. My favorite ice cream might be cookies and cream. Like any co- cookies and cream or Oreo variation might be my might be my favorite. You can never go wrong with uh, cookies and cream. See, I was like, um, but like if I couldn't get, if I can't get Play-Doh, my favorite ice cream of all time is strawberries. Anything with strawberries in it? Oh my God, man. This one time at my job, I was looking at the job at our grocery store down here. You know, they fucking ordered, they ordered the wrong milk. They ordered strawberry milk. I bought a half a gallon of that joint and sent it back a fucking with some uh, cookies. I just choked that motherfucker, man. That shit was good. I, I, love fucking, it, I love fucking milk, man. I'm sorry. I'm guilty of it, dude. I will drink a half gallon of chocolate milk in like two days. Because when my stepmom goes grocery shopping, I tell her, don't give me milk. Just give me chocolate milk. That's all I want. And that's what she gets. She gets me a half so, gallon. Go ahead. I saw you some crazy shit. It's been times, it's been times I've been on road trip for Fuller and I get chocolate milk and Fuller would be like, no, put it back. I'm like, what? Put it back. He said, you don't need it. <laughs> and like, every time, like in that movie, dog, we do that promo for Denmark about me chugging the milk. The funny part about it was like this. So Fuller there, see me get the bring the milk with me. I turned I went to the store and go buy some, uh, buy a protein cookie. And Fuller's in his car chilling. And I, I go to the store and say, hmm, they got milk in here? Fuck it. I got two of them. So we had, we had, um, had, a, we had a little spot we were supposed to be at. He's like, hold on, I'll be right back. I'm going to get a stitch report. And I pull out the milk. I pull, I sit on top of the couch. I sit on top of a little thing, a little deck yard. And I start drinking. I start crushing, eating my cookie, chicken milk. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty good shit, man. So I'm drinking it. And the Fuller walks out, talking to me. He's like, where the fuck you get milk from? I was like, oh, by the store. And we start cutting the promo. Like, halfway through the promo, if you watch the promo itself, I'm like, legit. Like, I'm with Fuller, doesn't know what the fuck's going on in the back. I just sit there drinking. I was like, fuck this. I was just bored, just drinking. And it's like, this click one time. It's like, fuck this shit. And, like, you know, thought I love, I'm the only I'm saying is this, I love fucking milk. There is a kid from my high school who has an infamous, I guess you could call it, infamous fa- uh, video that he did on Vine of him doing okay. the Triple H with milk. Like, he just, <laughs> he just grabs a glass of milk and he just... <laughs> he just spit it up in the air and then, like, he took another drink and he just spit it at the mirror. And I was just like, what in the... And, like, for, like, two or three years straight, like, once a week, it was posted. Like, somebody was sharing it on Facebook, and it kept on getting brought up until he finally deleted it. He was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Fuck that. I love it. Man, don't, don't give me ideas. I'm using shit like that. Come out there. Take it. This part of me, right after COVID. I said, after COVID, everything's taken care of. Or, hell, you know, I could, I could probably just do it. Let's have four. Have somebody hold up, have a fans hold up towels over their face. Just put it over your face. Uh, make sure, make sure people uh, aren't in the splash zone. That's 
I 110% want to see you do that now. Yep. Rather it be with the towels or just doing it away from fans at the entrance, like any of that. I want to do it. And then uh, one last thing. Uh, I want to do it so bad. You want to let the people know where they can find you on social media, upcoming shows, etc. Okay, check it. Everybody, I want y'all to listen up real quick. Nice to meet you. You can follow Mikey. You can follow Mikey Baker on Twitter at Mikey underscore Baker. Not Baker, I'm not baking no cookies, like a bank teller. E A N K E R. Baker. If you want to, you can follow me on Instagram. Give me one second because I don't pay attention on Instagram. Give me one second. Wait a minute. Pop it up. Boom. It is under. And my Instagram, it would be Mikey underscore Baker the same way. You know how that goes. Uh, if you're looking for anything merchandise, it's Mikey. It would be from Brain Buster Tees underscore Mikey Baker. Uh, it gives some followers out there. Shall I give a follow out to Fuller? He needs the followers because he's a crap. Uh, Jody the Wrestler. I don't think he goes by Jody the Wrestler no more. I'm sorry. Jody himself. Uh, you can do a follow to Vinny, but there's no, he's a piece of shit. And let's see. I think we hit everything right there. You think we hit everything? I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like it. Hold on. Oh yeah, give a follow to Aspie. She's cool. She was my tag. She was my she was my original tag partner. I fully wanted to steal me from her. He's a piece of shit, by the way. But yeah. Anyone else? Hmm, let's see. No, what? I'm pretty cool with that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. IMB. He's pretty cool, dude, too. All right. (laughs) And then any upcoming shows that you want to plug and let the people know about? So check it. I can't be saying this out loud, but I will be somewhere on Saturday. I think a dude says, if you like this the podcast, somebody asked me to slow dance with me again at this show. So I'm not saying I'm not going to be there, but I'm going to be there at DPW. Wait, what? Wait, hear that, right? DPW. DPW. Well, I like to like call it the fire zone. Hell yeah. Or as James says, oh, hell yeah. I think always said, I like said, the boys are back. <laughs> the boys are back in town. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mikey, for being on. We've stressed that's it multiple cool. times, but this is an episode I've been wanting to happen. And I'm so glad that you could be. Well, I actually, you were on the wish list for 2022. And here we are three days in and made it happen. Thank you for being the first uh, episode of the year. And thank you for being on. Like, it's. I'm doing. I'm genuinely excited we made this work. I'm happy that we did too, man. Like the worst thing I was going to do is keep on your inbox up being like, yo, dude, yo, yo, let me in your show. Come on, let me in. Big in the door. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but yeah, actually, thank you so much for having me on the show. Man. For sure, for sure, bro. That's going to do it for you. Uh, this uh, not for you guys. That's going to do it for this episode, you guys. Uh. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, your boy Squints with three eyes. Yeah, three eyes and boy. 
Uh, follow the podcast at a man in his pod on Twitter. Uh, that's going to do it. I don't have anything else to plug. Yeah.